Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition, the podcast that gets back to basics when it comes to food and health. Today is a short, sharp and sweet insight into the wonderful world of meat. This topic is always open for discussion and debate in the nutrition and health world, so I thought I'd give you lots of facts to help you make an informed and educated decision about whether it's something you'd like to include in your diet or not. At the end of the day, it's your body, and you know it better than anyone, so the decision is ultimately yours. This podcast is purely presenting the facts and is for general use only. If you require further discussion, please contact your clinical nutritionist so they're able to prescribe according to you and your unique case. Now, when I say back to basics, I really mean it. I'll be discussing what meat is, the different types, as well as the health benefits and the risks we need to consider if we include meat in our diets. I'll also answer those reoccurring tough questions. Do we actually need to include meat in our diets? Which is the best option, vegetarian or meat eater? And also ways to look after the environment if we do decide to include meat in our diets. Well, let's go. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. Well, it's time to talk about meat. What is meat? So meat is the muscle or organs of an animal consumed as food. Some cultures do still hunt animals for meat, but in most parts of the world, meat comes from animals raised on large industrial farms. What are the different types of meat? Types of meat are categorized by their animal source and how they're prepared. So there's three categories. Firstly, there's red meat. This comes from animals that contain more of the iron-rich protein called myoglobin in its tissues, and this is essentially what gives the meat its red coloring. So these meats include things like beef, pork, lamb, veal, goat, and game such as bison and venison. Then we have white meat. This is generally lighter in color and comes mainly from birds and small game such as chicken, turkey, duck, goose, and then also wild birds like quail or pheasant. And then lastly, there's processed meats. These meats have been modified through salting, curing, smoking, drying, or other processes to preserve or enhance flavor. So examples include things like bacon, sausages, deli meats like salami, ham, chicken loaf, cabana, prosciutto, uh, and things like hot dogs. Now, what are the health benefits of meat? Let's talk about it from a nutrient perspective first off. So lean meat is considered a good source of protein. Animal protein is considered a complete protein because it provides all nine of the essential amino acids that we need in our daily diet. Protein is vital for our health, growth, and development. Protein is needed for the structure, function, and regulation of all body tissues and organs. Pretty important. It also helps the body perform many tasks such as movement, distributing oxygen around the body, clotting our blood when we're wounded, fighting infection, transporting substances into and out of cells, controlling chemical reactions, and carrying messages from one part of the body to another. 
Meat also contains lots of other nutrients such as vitamin B1 to help with energy production, normal muscle function and to stabilize our appetite, vitamin B2 for the metabolism of carbohydrates and fats, and it also helps with the activation of vitamin B6 and folate, vitamin B3 which improves circulation and reduces our cholesterol levels, vitamin B6 which helps to make proteins, hormones and neurotransmitters which are the chemical messengers in our body. Vitamin B12, which helps to maintain a healthy nervous system, improves memory and concentration, and assists in calcium absorption. Meat also contains zinc, which is great for mood and sleep. It also strengthens the immune system and supports male and female fertility. Now, meat also contains selenium. This promotes more energy in the body. It preserves tissue elasticity and helps with more menopausal symptoms. And lastly, iron, which helps with energy and is also vital for the transportation of oxygen around the body. Iron also increases our resistance to disease and stress. Now, other health benefits of eating meat include reducing our appetite and increased metabolism. So many studies have shown that protein-rich diets, which include meat, increase metabolic rate or the rate at which it converts food into energy. It also reduces hunger and promotes that feeling of fullness. Muscle mass. Animal protein is linked to an increase in muscle mass, so making all of those hours in the gym really worth it. Also, it's important as we age because our muscle mass decreases. It also helps with muscle repair and regeneration. Stronger bones. Animal protein may improve bone density and strength. In one particular study, older women with a standard intake of animal protein had a 69% decreased risk of hip fractures. And better absorption. Meat contains heme iron, which your body absorbs better than non-heme iron, which is from plant-based sources. Are there any health risks we need to consider when eating meat? Now, there are a few things we do need to consider when we include meat in our diets, so let's chat about it. Firstly, an increased risk of heart disease has been associated with large intake of processed and cured meats. There's also an association between processed and red meats with type 2 diabetes. In fact, studies show that consuming half a serve of red meat daily can actually increase your risk of type 2 diabetes by 30% over four years. So that is quite a significant amount. A high intake of red and processed meats has been linked to obesity and studies have shown a link between processed meats, well-done meats, and cancer. So it's important to remember that the quality of meat really depends on where the animal was raised and what it was fed. So grain-fed animals that come from large animal factories are less nutritious and potentially carcinogenic over time, while grass-fed, pasture-raised animals are more nutritious. So when we talk about meat intake, it's also important to talk about quantity and portions. Remember that our bodies cannot store protein, so we really only need to be consuming a small amount each day or your recommended daily amount. Recent studies have shown that introducing meat-free days to your week can actually reduce inflammatory markers for diet-related diseases, which is very encouraging from a health perspective. So let's answer this question. Do we need to include meat in our diet? Short answer, we don't. If you choose to have a plant-based diet and ensure that it includes lots of fresh fruits, vegetables, legumes, 
and beans uh, and things like eggs, then you'll be getting everything you need from a nutrient perspective. So yes, you do need to include eggs because this will really ensure that you're getting everything from a well-rounded, balanced perspective. Those who eat a vegan diet, so plant-based, which doesn't include any animal products, are often recommended to include a high-quality vitamin B12 supplement as this particular vitamin is only available from animal sources. Now, the research tells us that high-quality lean red meat portions are recommended one to two times a week, while white meats such as poultry, turkey, and even fish are recommended two to three times a week. However, if you choose a plant-based diet and include all of those delicious beans and legumes plus a few eggs, you'll be getting what you need and you won't have to include any meat if you don't want to. If you haven't considered a meat-free day or two in your week, I challenge you to give this a go. It's a great way to expand your recipe repertoire and also explore new and delicious flavors. There are some incredible recipes out there that are also quick, easy, and delicious, and I promise you won't even miss meat. Now, this is a question that I get asked often, vegetarian versus meat, which one is better? Love this question and also this ongoing debate. Guaranteed, if you put vegetarians and meat enthusiasts in a room, the debate would go something like this. Vegetarians, meat causes cancer and meat production leads to climate change. Meat enthusiast, you need meat for vitamin B12 and meat-free processed food is just as bad. So who's right? The real question is, which option is right for you? Remember that every body is different and each body requires different types of foods to really thrive. So the next time you eat meat, check in with your body. Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel bloated or heavy? Do you have indigestion or stomach pains? These are all little messages that your body is sending you and these are a great insight into which types of meat are best for you and your body. I've had clients who've previously had meat-heavy diet and then for health reasons decided to focus more on plant-based foods and have really noticed incredible improvements in both the digestive and health department. Look, it really depends on you and your body. Most studies really favor plant-based as a majority, and you know me, I'm a big advocate for the whole food approach and making sure that you include a wide variety of fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, eggs, legumes, beans, and meats if you do choose. So if we do decide to include meat in our diets, what can we do to make sure we're taking care of the environment at the same time? Now, this is another great question and definitely something we should consider when we choose to include meat in our diets. Producing meat and poultry uses a lot of energy, water, and chemicals, especially compared with fruit, vegetables, and grains. Now, here's a little example. So a 150 gram serve of meat can take over 200 liters of water to produce and also creates about five kilograms of greenhouse gases. But there are things you can do to help meat and poultry production be more sustainable and ethical. You could reduce your weekly meat or poultry intake by one or two portions. So you still get the good things your body needs, but also reduce the cost of this food on the environment. Buying organic meat and poultry may reduce the amount of environmental damage done by synthetic chemicals, so chemicals like petrochemical-based fertilizers and pesticides. Now, I'm also a big advocate for investing in your health, which sometimes means purchasing less meat, but a higher quality. Remember that a palm-sized piece is more than enough. 
Check where your meat and poultries come from. Reducing your food miles is good for you and the environment. Try to buy grass-fed, free-range meat and poultry if and when you can. Free-range means open pasture grazing for animals rather than small indoor sheds or cages. So when you are shopping, try to buy local, in-season, higher welfare and less processed meat and poultry. This is best for you, your family and dinner guests, which uh, it's lovely to be able to have dinner guests again. It's also best for the animals and our environment. So meat is considered a really good source of protein, as well as many other nutrients that help our bodies to build muscle, as well as boost our immune system, help with energy production, support fertility, and maintain a healthy nervous system. The research tells us that we don't have to include meat in our diets if we make sure that we're having enough fresh fruits and vegetables, as well as beans and legumes, and a few eggs. So if you do choose to include meat in your diet, then make sure it's grain-fed and free-range when you can. Not only is this good for the environment, it's also great for your health. Grass-fed, free-range meats are highly nutritious. They may be a little bit more expensive, but go for quality over quantity. Studies show an association between processed meats and diet-related diseases such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and obesity, so it's recommended to have them sparingly. Remember that you are unique and you know your body better than anyone. So the next time you eat meat, check in and see how it makes you feel. Smaller portions and high quality meat are certainly the best tips. And also if you can include two meat free nights a week at least, you'll be doing your overall health a massive favor. And there you have it, all things meat and meat eating. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel a little bit more empowered and educated to make a decision about including meat in your diet. Take care and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.